everyone, this is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is September the 13th, 2020. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Buy and hold! This game is not rigged. Golden age of the 2020s. Apex predator one day closer to an all-time high. I'm offended by selling. Relentless. Your home for Bitcoin insider information. Hello, my elite friends. If you have questions and you're watching this live, I have answers. You can type in Bitcoin Meister to get my attention, or you can do a super chat. That'll uh, get my attention also. That's how. You, that's the only way I'll answer your question. Can't ask, ask them any other way. Listening comprehension. Pound that like button. Hey, remember, check out uh, DisruptMeister.com, all my old shows. Follow me on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. That's a big part of the Bitcoin Meister ecosystem over there on Twitter. It's it's always fun, especially on weekdays. <laughs> um, I tweet more on weekdays. But uh, all right, so let's jump into the news. This is uh, Ethereum 2.0 on track for November launch, says a dev. Ho now. We've been talking about this Ethereum 2.0 thing for a while. The Ethereum uh, 2.0, the main upgrade to the Ethereum blockchain, can't come soon enough. The current Ethereum blockchain supports around 14 transactions per second. It is also fit to burst. Network utilization is at 97%, and the average cost of an Ethereum transaction is on a record streak. That is thanks to DeFi, mostly. And if they pull this off in November... I have warned all of you about it for quite some time. If they actually can pull it off, and I don't think they'll do it in November. I think it'll get delayed again. But if they pull it off, dude, that price of Ethereum is going to rocket. Now, I'm just watching it from afar, of course. Um, only I, I, That's what I'm telling you guys to do. Just uh, you know, study it. Don't don't gamble on it. Because if it fails, I don't know. <laughs> How if the whole thing crashes? <laughs> I don't know what, what will happen to uh, where the price will go then. But I think they can pull it off, and I wish them luck, actually. I, I wish them luck. I hope they do pull it off. I think it'll be good for the entire space. I don't like to see things destroyed. And uh, a 2.0 implosion would be destruction, uh, I assume. So that's you're going to hear more and more about this if this dev is, is really true. It's going to be big. It'll be big news around Thanksgiving, I guess. So be prepared. Have a strong hand. Don't get tempted into turning your precious Bitcoin into Ethereum. Do not turn your precious Bitcoin into Ethereum. Now, you might have some uh, – some. you might find some altcoin laying around. All right. I mean – and if you're going to tell me, Adam, I just found some wretched uh, iota laying around that I got tricked into. And I want to gamble it. I'll be like, okay, dude, if you want to gamble it on – okay, do what you're going to do. At least you're not turning precious Bitcoin into a, a Ethereum. If you, I mean, sometimes you stumble upon some altcoin you forgot you had uh, when back in your gambling days. All right, now moving on. We've had news about the IRS. People, we talked about this on Saturday show a little bit. Someone asked a question about Monero and the IRS. And uh, well, let's let's see what the the federal agency that is the IRS is inviting participants to try and break. The Monero network's feigned level of privacy. Okay, now they're not trying to hack Monero. They're trying to track Monero. 
And the, the government gives this excuse. They think criminals use it. It's probably, I mean, it's the IRS that's, uh, that's putting out this call for uh, contractors to figure this out for them. Uh, so it's, it's probably got something to do with they, they want to make sure no one's hiding uh, hiding funds so they can tax it or something. But it probably has to do a little bit. Uh, you know, apparently more and more uh, criminals are, are using it to do illicit, supposedly illicit activities. All right. Government, as I said on yesterday's show, the government seems to like Bitcoin. I mean, they're allowing banks to store Bitcoin. Um, the Monero seems to be a, a scapegoat that they're after. They don't like the privacy aspect of it. So Monero, if you take the fall for Bitcoin, it's cool with me. Uh, and yeah, I, I think someone will be able to, uh, to track it. Uh, figure out a way to track it. But the, the other thing that shows us about the government, everybody puts the government on this pedestal. Oh, they created Bitcoin. They created crypto. They didn't. But uh, they can hack anything. They can't. Because look, they're offering, what is this? How much they're offering here? $625,000 to crack Monero? They they don't have employees in the IRS and I guess in other uh, parts of the government too. Uh, that can even do this. They don't have the manpower, which I think is great. I don't think that I don't think the government should be wasting its darn time trying to uh, track Monero. I think it's a complete waste of time. Uh, I think it's a complete waste of money, but they're doing it. Uh, so, hey guys, uh, if you know how, to, if you think you know how to do it, I, I'll say this: don't be compliant. Don't don't be defiant. Don't, don't you don't need to help the government with this. You don't need to help the government with this. Uh, but it is reassuring uh, on a certain level that the government can't do this on the, their own, that they need those uh, crypto heads to uh, become compliant and accept the uh, $625,000. And I understand you know, some people might need the $625,000. What, what are you going to do? I can't, you know, it, some people are broke right now. They lost they lost their jobs because of you know what. And uh, All right. So, uh, okay, we'll keep an eye on that. Maybe, maybe Monero won't be private in the future. Oh, well. Oh, 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 woe is me. Okay. Big deal. There's other privacy solutions out there. And I, I mean, I don't want, I don't want Monero to be uh, de-anonymized. I don't want it to be able to be tracked. And that there's a difference between tracking and de and, and getting rid of it being, uh, uh, stopping it being anonymous. They want to track it. They want to track it. All right. Government, what do you? What, what, what can I say? All right, dudes, retweet this thing. Retweet this thing out there. There, I just put that in the chat. Um, oh yeah, it is late at night. It's it's one a.m. It's it's late, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a Beyond Bitcoin moment at the end of the show. By the way, uh, where something very interesting happened to me uh, at the end of my run today. Lovely stuff. All right, uh, but that's for for the end of the show. So stay tuned for the the end. And. Uh, when we're talking about shady uses of cryptocurrency uh, and, and any cryptocurrency can be used for shadiness. And that's the cool thing about Bitcoin. They can't stop people from it, using it for shady purposes. And uh, there's two links below. One is an article about uh, the government has found these Bitcoin addresses and I think some Ethereum and some other cryptocurrency addresses that they have associated with various uh, 
Russian and Ukrainian individuals who apparently tried to interfere with United States elections. I say big deal, okay? People, all sorts of people could try to interfere with the election. They've been doing it. People have been doing it for all, for many years, all sorts of different ways. But apparently these dudes have been getting paid uh, with, with cryptocurrency for, uh, so they listed their Bitcoin addresses, their Ethereum addresses. You can see how much Bitcoin that and, and Ethereum went through these addresses. It's linked to below. And uh, yeah, you're not allowed to send any uh, cryptocurrencies to those addresses or you'll be in big trouble. That's, uh, that, that, that's the bottom line here now. The uh, US sanctions, Russians, cryptocurrency uh, addresses, cyber-related designations, foreign interference in US election designations, all these terminologies. Uh, yeah, all right, so hey, let's talk about real life here for a second. My main man, Ken Bozak, was on the show with Gigi and Anders on Friday. It's linked to below. Make sure you check it out. He informed me that today, on the 13th, in the Philadelphia area, he had an event, and a real-life event. And I linked to a, a photo from that event. And, dude, I am so happy. Bitcoin people are not compliant. They are defiant. They, they were there in person. It doesn't look like they were wearing masks or anything. They were they know there's no new normal. They were living the life like they should be. So good job, Ken, for having a successful real-life event in uh, Philadelphia, the Philadelphia area today. Good picture. You guys can look to it, look at it below. And by the way, check out disruptmeister.com yesterday's show. Saturday, it was Beyond Bitcoin. Talked a lot about uh, current events. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, dudes. Uh, so another real life uh, news here is in Hong Kong, I've got all sorts of pictures and video of a public transportation ad campaign in Hong Kong where the Chinese have just you know, laid the smack down in terms of you, you, if you do something bad now in, in their eyes, you can be taken to the mainland, which you don't want to end up on the mainland, but still – our buddies uh, at the Bitcoin Association of Hong Kong, uh, they paid for this advertising campaign that lasts until, was it October the 8th? And all sorts of awesome pictures, just telling people to buy Bitcoin, which if you're in Hong Kong, you really should be doing because you don't know what's what's next over there. It's a, it's a good way to uh, uh, you know protect your wealth from whatever, whatever kind of confiscation might – uh, end up going on over there. So I'm not happy with the situation in Hong Kong, but I am pleased to see they can still uh, pull off a, a, a massive, uh, a large, very noticeable ad campaign like this, and they're not getting bothered. So let, let's read uh, from here. The Bitcoin ads plastered across Hong Kong trams near and near banks until the 8th of October. A local Bitcoin community pulled funds uh, to put Bitcoin-centric ads in Hong Kong, urging citizens to be their own bank. Uh, the Bitcoin Association of Hong Kong, a nonprofit that holds meetups and promotes the use of, and I was at one of their meetups in uh, back in 2017, the, the use of Bitcoin in the city is using community donations to advertise the risk and merits of Bitcoin via billboard ads at some areas with high uh, footfall in Hong Kong. And Leo, uh, who I have had on the show quite a few times, 
He's part of that team. And he says the team does not expect any backlash from the local governments or the banks for placing the ads. So good. Good. Good job. And the Winklevi, uh, Tyler Winklevoss points out, make sure to enlarge the pick to read the disclaimer at the bottom. Your Bitcoin are your responsibility. There will be no bailouts or quantitative easing. Bitcoin transactions are irreversible, not suitable for money laundering. All right. <laughs> Very interesting last line there. Uh, not to, I, guess, I guess they put that uh, in just to... Uh, you know, not anger the government or something. That last line, not not suitable for money laundering, whatever that be. But anyway, good good job, uh, Hong Kongers, pound that like button. Now, so obviously that that's there's no a big you know when a Bitcoiner wants when big when you want there to be a Bitcoin advertising campaign, you got to pay for it yourself. But there's some cryptocurrencies they're a bit more centralized. In fact, I got an email. It says invite. BSV earn and use social content creator challenge. $50 seed coin for your trouble. It's from someone named uh, Michelle Anderson from the Spark PR group in San Francisco. So the BSV has hired a, a PR firm <laughs> and uh, it says, hi, Adam. So they knew my name. Uh, they clearly don't know what I'm about. As a social media influencer and creator in the blockchain slash crypto community, I wanted to extend an invitation to participate in a content creation challenge put on by the Bitcoin Association, which is that's what the BSV people call themselves, in which you they're not Bitcoin. B Bitcoin is next. B Bitcoin BSV is who knows what that is, in which you could earn money. So they want me to earn money. It's a request for your participation in events leading up to the Coin Geek Live 2020 conference. So of course, Coin Geek is you know one of the entities behind BSV. You will not be asked for any money or coin or any proprietary wallet information. Here's how it works: we give you fifty dollars in BSV seed coin in a money button wallet. Yours to keep and build upon and register uh, you for the Streamini T and Twitch accounts, unless you're already using them. To see how you like your experience during the next couple of weeks, uh, you will do your usual creation of content, publish it on Streamatry or whatever this is called, or, or Twitch, so that you can experience the power of microtransactions. The idea is to test the system out, give us your reactions, good or bad, and possibly earn coin. You will own your original content and earn off of it in real time. If you're amenable, then we'll invite you onto a panel during CoinGeek Live 2020 to discuss your feedback, providing you the opportunity to self-promote as well. Please let me know your thoughts and questions. Thank you, Michelle. All right. So uh, they hired a PR firm to get uh, guys that have channels to use their product, and uh, they will pay me to use their product. <laughs> and then if I guess I say something good about it, they'll let me speak at their, uh, their, their event. So there's a little behind-the-scenes stuff. No, I'm not you. I mean, they're they're trying to say that the Twitch, Twitch is the you know the, the best thing since uh, Swiss Swiss cheese. It's, it's better than Twitter, but uh, they they're offering to pay guys like me to, to use it. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't know how good it is, but hey, that that's their marketing uh, technique. 
I just wanted to give you a little bit of behind the scenes. If you guys start to see uh, other content creators, you know, start to talk about it uh, and start to, to post on it, they're being paid to do so. <laughs> just giving you that, that email there. I can forward it to you if you want to. Hey, but they're free to do that. I mean, I mean, they're, they're not hiding it. The BSV is paying people to you. Well, maybe they are. I guess they're not making it super uh, noticeable, but they're going around contacting dudes like me, offering us money to uh, use their uh, platform. All right. Now, this is a good uh, flashback tweet from a guy named S.T. Henk. I don't know what it is. He says, this is from September 3rd, 2016. In no future does Bitcoin forever hover around $600. Long term, it's either $0 or $10,000. Now, I want to say four years ago, I knew it wasn't going to be zero at that point. It was after Bitcoin survived 2015, I knew it would never go to zero. But so he said back then in his tweet, he he rightfully predicted it would not hover around $600 because people were getting bored with $600 210,000 blocks ago, uh, that it would it would either go to zero or 10,000 plus. And lo and behold, 10, 000, uh, 210,000 blocks later, it is at 10,000 plus, and he decided to make another tweet. <laughs> in no future does Bitcoin forever hover around $10,000. Long term, it's either... Zero dollars or a hundred thousand dollars, six digit realm. <laughs> no, he didn't say six digit realm, I did, but I will say again, dude, it's not going to zero. But I like, I like that. Uh, I, I can't wait to see your September 3rd, 2024 tweet, dude. So, I was contacted by a fan from Italy, uh, who has given me some insider information in the past, someone who watches this show, and he informed me that, uh, He's part of a group that apparently, um, I believe they've gotten some funding from Binance. Don't quote me on that. But uh, that they're, they're trying to bring DeFi to Bitcoin because, you know, everybody loves DeFi now. <laughs> but some, maybe some people love DeFi, but they hate Ethereum. So they want it to be on their they're Bitcoin maximalists or they want it on Bitcoin. So here we go. Um, it's called Mint Layer. I hadn't heard of it before. Uh, but I linked to an article about it, and I linked to the mintlayer.org site. Mintlayer is introducing DeFi to Bitcoin. They use all sorts of buzzwords, too, here. <laughs> uh, but, hey, they, they can do what they want to do. Mintlayer is introducing DeFi to Bitcoin through an open and specialized protocol developed as a sidechain on Bitcoin's blockchain. Mintlayer claims that you – this is from the blog that they didn't write. Mintlayer claims that users – would now be able to access DeFi applications and decentralized exchanges simply by holding Bitcoin in their wallets. MLT is Mint Layer's native utility token. Uh-oh. All MLT tokens will be pre-mined and no new tokens will be created as mining rewards. Developers issuing new tokens on Mint Layer's blockchain would have to pay in MLT tokens. Again, it's mintlayer.org says the following. Join us on building the future of decentralized finance. Mintlayer is an open protocol enabling digital finance markets with anyone's reach, within anyone's reach. Uh, engineered to be simple by design, it is built as a Bitcoin sidechain with care for security, sustainability, and usability. Now, I'm not J.W. Weatherman, so I'm not going to comment on side chains. You know what JW would say about side chains though. Oh now, but hey, good luck to them. Um, good, good luck. Uh, and thank you for uh, informing me about this. 
I'm not participating in any DeFi stuff, but hey, create, don't complain, compete, don't complain, don't destroy. Um, if you don't like Ethereum, don't destroy Ethereum, make a competitor to Ethereum's uh, DeFi and build it on Bitcoin. All right, good, through a side chain. Okay, so let's see how that develops uh, coming out of Italy. Good job, Italians, being uh, productive. Productive, I like, I like production. You know, bu buying over crying, baby. They're not crying. They're producing. Finally, uh, Tone Base has a – oh, let me see if there are any other questions. All right, yeah. What does JW say about sidechains, says G DJ uh, Seafair. Well, I'm glad you're paying attention there, DJ. Um, he calls them scams. He calls uh, everything a scam, basically. <laughs> um, he, he, call, he calls it a threat. I think he calls it a threat to, to Bitcoin. Maybe he didn't call it a scam, but a threat – a scam. It's it's very similar to him. Uh, that he's very protective of Bitcoin. Very protective of Bitcoin. That that's my point by bringing up JW. He does not. He's not a sidechain fan fan at all. I think he thinks it's just a frickish uh, altcoin attack on attack on Bitcoin. What else? I think he. I mean, yeah, he called um, Liquid Liquid Networks a sidechain, and he called that an attack. He's been, he's on the show. He, he's not hiding anything. You ask him about it. He said it on my show before. All right, best freaking guest in the space, dude. Thank you for the question, DJ Seafair. So we're going to talk about what Tone Bays tweeted out. He's been on the show numerous times. Um, and then after I talk about Tone Bays, I'll, I'll tell you the beyond Bitcoin moment of the day that happened to me at the end of my run. So uh, everyone's yelling about uh, urine finance and Polkadot. Well, Polkadot has made its uh, – it, it's an all, it's clearly an altcoin flavor of the month. It's made it into the top 10. And Tone Bays says – as new S coins enter the market, I can't say that word, uh, market cap top 10 list, here is a historical list of every coin, how high it was on the list, and when it last achieved this feat. Uh, my all time favorites are highly lighting. Uh, so, yeah, this is a great chart. Most of you have been around that long, and you'll see that, I mean, there have been coins that have gotten up to number two, number three, and they're gone now. I mean, they're just, they're way down. So just because you see Polkadot got, getting that top 10 um, doesn't mean it's going to be around very long at all. Most likely, it's going to be – it's going to go shooting back down. I mean, Steam Steam was number three at one point. I remember when Steam was number three. Back then, I was uh, – even though it was 2016, I thought, oh, maybe this thing will stick around. I learned, I learned back then. Of course, I was getting it for free. I keep getting it for free because I post on Steam it. I continue to post on Steam it. Good luck to Steam it. Good luck to Hive. The shows are right there right now are live at my Bitcoin Meister account right there. Why buy something you get for free, as I say? But people did buy a lot of it when it, when it was listed uh, number three. So it's a great little chart that Tone's got, got its link to below. So at the end, so I was running today. The, th this is the third to last day I'm in Asheville before I go back to Baltimore for two weeks and then I'll be in Salt Lake City for two months. So, um, I was really running hard. It was the end of my week of running. So I, I, I ran over four miles and that completed 20 miles. I run 20 miles every week. So I made it back to my place and I just want to get in here and eat my one meal of the day and cook my one meal of the day. Okay. So there's a, there's a main house up front and then there's a gate. You open the gate and then there's a path to my, my cabin here. I got my own cabin. It's freaking awesome. Now it's it's in it's right near the Whole Foods and the Trader Joe's. I'm I'm right in the middle of Asheville. I'm not in the middle of the woods, but it's a little woodsy right here. <laughs> You'll see in a second. So I 
I just rip open the gate like I, you know, I usually do. And I just continue and then I close it. I don't even look around and I just, you know, I start running hard just to get to the cabin, which is only a few feet. It's not, not far away at all, but I just wanted to keep, cause I had so much energy and I just kept running. And so I look to my right and I see this big, the, the, a butt, it looks like a butt of a big dog coming out from under the deck on the main house. And I'm running so hard that I run right past it and it, it pops up though. And it looks at me and I'm already past it. And it's a bear. <laughs> this bear is looking right at me. And I just, I don't have, I, we, we make eye contact. And I just, I just, the first thing in my mind was the, the, the code to get into my, uh, just to get, because I, you type in a code to get into this cabin and it's the code comes right. I, I did not hesitate. I kept on running, went straight to the door, typed in the code and looked, looked out. He went in the, he went in the opposite direction. We went in opposite directions. So he's familiar with humans. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't worried and he, he kept lingering out there too. And I, I, those of you familiar with the show, um, I've, I've seen a bear early in the morning, two other times now this was this was at 720 at night so it was uh I, and he was lingering around I was gonna get my camera but by the time I got my shoes off he, he was gone uh, he, he escaped so I was really close to that bear I've never it, it was when, when I thought about it um, and he wasn't he was probably my size uh, if you would he looked yeah he, he was <laughs> he was like the other bear I thought I saw was a little bear, but maybe maybe it was the same bear. I don't know, but I I have never come to a, that. And I was just I was just surprised. I mean, he was looking for food under the deck at seven twenty. The sun was going down and stuff. So I did I didn't totally un, totally unexpected, even though I had seen a bear in in the yard before. So there's my beyond Bitcoin story. Um, maybe that's a sign that I got to get out of Asheville real soon. <laughs> there are lots of bears in Asheville apparently. So. All right, dudes, pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, this route Meister. Remember uh, to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. And, and again, you're not, uh, if you ever do encounter a bear, you just keep going about, you you walk away from it. You, I don't think you're even supposed to make eye contact with it or something. You, you can look, Google it, what you're supposed to do. Uh, but I, this is a bear, again, that's probably very familiar with uh, humans if it's going through people's garbage cans all the time and, and stuff. So everyone's fine. See you later. Thanks, guys.